Okay, so the Devils were able to get a point this game. However, it was not the cleanest of games. They lost 5-4 to four in OT. I don't know what to make of this game, but I know there's some potential for some of our young guys, so there's a positive aspect right there. And also, return of the Mac, Mackenzie Blackwood finally played in his first game since January 19th. There's a lot to talk about in this uh, episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Well, it wasn't the greatest game that I've ever witnessed, but hey, you can't deny the heart and soul from the Devils' young guys, and it resulted in us getting a point. That's the very least we could say. Ladies and gentlemen, we're down to the final two games. Come Saturday, there will be no more Devils games until next season. Bittersweet, obviously a lot of bumps, bruises, horrific goaltending, and a lot of question marks, but there were certainly some uh, successes. And also, according to reports, there's a 50-50 chance that Lindy Ruff returns as the Devils head coach. Now, that's an interesting topic to discuss, and it raises some more question marks that I might have for the organization, but that's for the near future. I still have some games to cover, like the one here tonight. The Devils lost to the Senators 5-4 in OT. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I thought we had already lost a game going down 3-1, but the Devils made it interesting in period number three. Some good, some bad throughout the entirety of this game. But let's talk some pregame. So the Devils were shorthanded per usual. This time there was no Nico Heischer or P.K. Subban. So pretty much, once again, an all-hands-on-deck kind of effort from the Devils. Obviously, the big story coming into this game was the return of Big Mac. Mackenzie Blackwood, the first time that we've seen him in action for the Devils since mid-January, since he was recovering from re-aggravating his heel but for the first segment of the show I want to talk young guys for a moment so making his NHL debut tonight was Riley Walsh and I have to tell you guys aside from Luke Hughes he is actually my favorite defensive prospect for the Devils organization I believe and this might be a little bit of a hot take so take this however you want to take this I believe that he could become the next Adam Fox and no I'm not just pulling that out of thin air but who was Riley Walsh's defensive pairing teammate when he was over at Harvard University? It was Adam Fox. And also, here's the thing. Here's a couple factors that I mixed into my overall hot take in terms of saying that Riley Walsh can be the next Adam Fox. Is that, you know, aside from them being teammates at Harvard University, uh, Adam Fox was able to win a Norse Trophy for the New York Rangers organization just recently. And also, uh, a couple years ago, if you guys recall, the defensive pairings for the Rangers was not really all that good. Now, who was in charge of the defensemen for the Rangers organization just a couple years ago? It was our head coach, Lindy Ruff, and the only bright spot for that defensive unit for the Rangers was Adam Fox at the time. So I believe that uh, if Riley Walsh was ever given the chance to be head coached by Lindy Ruff, I feel as though Riley Walsh can have sort of the same trajectory as Adam Fox. Now, here's the thing. I haven't really been talking about him recently on this show, but I still genuinely believe that maybe he could become the next Adam Fox if he develops in the correct way, similar to a lot of other young Devils prospects. So here's the thing about Riley Walsh. I feel as though he is heavily underrated because while playing for the Utica Comets, he was able to net 
42 total points in 69 games played. So his point total ranks fifth in the AHL amongst defensemen. His game score per game ranks 15th among AHL defensemen. So you need to play in a minimum of 30 games. So once again, I feel as though Riley Walsh is very underrated. I feel as though he is not really talked about as heavily as some of the other Devils prospects, but I'm going to tell you guys once again, Riley Walsh is one of my favorite defensive prospects for a Devils organization, and I really expect big, big things from the kid. So here's the thing. When watching him play this game, you can obviously tell he was a little nervous when he didn't have the puck on his stick because when he had the puck on his stick, it looked like he was able to hold his ground for the most part, but when he has to play on the weak side or whatever the case might be, you just saw him just looking like a deer in headlights. He looked a little nervous out there. That's bound to happen. It was his NHL debut. I'm sure he has a lot of adrenaline going through his body. So once again, once Riley Walsh starts to settle in, I'm glad that he's getting his NHL debut right now. I think I talked about it on the show just recently saying that I really want to see Riley Walsh make his NHL debut just so he could get a couple games under his belt and it could better prepare him for next year because I feel as though Riley Walsh can definitely be a sleeper type of player to make the Devils roster next year. So once again, I expect big things from Riley Walsh and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he could do for the Devils organization and uh, I'm just going to say right here right now once again he is my sleeper type of player to make the Devils roster next year I don't think he will make the roster but he's definitely someone uh, who could be very underrated and underappreciated and once again that might be another diamond in the rough type of player for a Devils organization so once again keep an eye out for Riley Walsh look at his history at Harvard University look at what he was able to do with Adam Fox look what Adam Fox is doing for the Rangers organization right now do I think Riley Walsh can win a Norris Trophy in the next uh, year or two Absolutely not, but I feel as though he could definitely put up some solid production for a Devils organization and might be a late bloomer compared to his Harvard University teammate. But at the same time, you know, you definitely should not underestimate his true value. And I just told you guys what he was able to do in the AHL in terms of his overall production. So once again, big things for Riley Walsh in the future. I'm predicting it now on the show. And now speaking of today's game and also while we're on the subject of young guys, let's talk about Adam Foote's son. No, no, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Nolan Foote. I don't want to call him Adam Foote's son because Nolan Foote was able to net two goals for New Jersey Devils in this game. And for his first goal, I got to give credit when credit is due. Zetterlin had an excellent slingshot pass to him. He was able to just snipe it on back to him and Foote was able to score it with ease. It was a beauty of a shot and that really got me out of my seat. That got me excited. So once again, Zetterlin able to just have that beauty of a pass to Foote. That was picture uh, perfect. That was poetry in motion. And then Foot was able to score in the same period because Zaka uh, missed the shot attempt and then Foot just came crashing on in and able to get into the back of the net. Zaka was credited with an assist alongside with Ty Smith and Foot was credited with the goal, obviously. So Foot able to get two goals this game. This definitely has to be a big middle finger to, you know, people who are doubting him about his overall production. I didn't really talk about it on this show at much, but uh, prior to him joining the Devils organization, he was actually having kind of a down year with the Utica Commons because in 55 games played, he was able to have 14 goals, 18 assists for a grand total of 32 points. And he had a plus minus, a plus 15. I saw on an article saying that uh, the overall disappointing prospects this season was Nolan Foote. And I just said, you know what? Yes, he's having a bit of a down year compared to what he was able to do for the Binghamton Devils last year because to put it into better context, he appeared in 24 games. He had seven goals, 10 assists, 
for a grand total of 17 points. So obviously he was a little bit off the pace compared to last year. But at the same time, I was just like, I don't think it's anything to freak out about. I still think Nolan Foote has a lot of potential similar to Riley Walsh. And I believe him getting two goals this game, albeit it was against the Ottawa Senators. But still, that's got to be a big confidence booster to him because once again, he was struggling with the Utica Comets organization. And the fact that he was able to get his second and third career goal this game, I believe that can definitely be a momentum builder going forward. And it just adds to the list of potential players who could make the roster for New Jersey Devils next year. And Obviously, there's some players who are guarantees to make the roster next year. So someone like Alexander Holtz is pretty much a guarantee to make the roster next year. But when you look at someone like Nolan Foote, you got to kind of just see what he's able to do uh, these last couple games for the Devils. Because I feel as though, like, you know, despite him uh, finally putting his mark down in terms of overall production, I feel as though, similar to Riley Walsh, that could be another player that is slept on and maybe can have a huge impact if he's able to keep himself in shape and just get more reps over the summer and just develop his overall game. So once again, the Devils have a lot of young prospects with potential and how they develop over the summer is something I'm definitely going to be looking forward to uh, come next year when training camp rolls around, when preseason rolls around. So Nolan Foote, Riley Walsh, they definitely could be sleeper type of players along with Zetterlin because we were talking about like Jesper Boquist. We were talking about Alexander Holtz. We were, you know, potentially talking about a few other players who could basically be guarantees to make the Devils roster next year. Kevin Ball was one of those players. So obviously there's a lot of talent in the prospect pool for New Jersey Devils. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how some of these young guys develop next year. I don't really want to get ahead of myself because we are at the point of the year where we're heavily shorthanded. So the scoring and contribution has to come from somewhere. So I don't really want to overread anything. I don't want to overstep anything, but at the same time, it's definitely showing signs of potential. So once again, Nolan Foote getting a couple goals this game. Riley Walsh's overall uh, silent but deadly impact, if you would, like, you know, how I call Ryan Graves in the AHL program. I feel as though that's something to consider. Kevin Ball doing what he's doing uh, for the blue line for a Devils organization. Nikita Ahotuk was able to net his first career goal just a couple games ago. He didn't play this game, but, you know, that's something to write home about but ultimately I'm really looking forward to the overall development for New Jersey Devils and it's games like this where even though the Devils came out on the losing end it's still something to just take away in a positive manner which is young guys are developing they're starting to uh, just go out there and just play and, and just showcase their skills and see what they could potentially do for our organization next year so once again guys I know we came out on the losing end especially to the Ottawa Senators and then we got the Hurricanes and the Red Wings and we got shut out by the Red Wings and the Hurricanes are obviously uh, not really looking at us as a tough opponent so ultimately we're definitely going to have our work cut out for us for these next couple of games but it's still been a fun year of seeing these young guys develop in the right way so let me know what you guys think about the fresh meat and speaking of fresh meat have you ever uh, heard of hello fresh well if you haven't i'm going to get you hip to it so with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit give farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week so they always arrive fresh 
all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned, so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier for you to get a feeling of meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. So once again, I love using HelloFresh. It saves me a trip to the grocery store. Gas is expensive nowadays, so uh, I don't have the time, nor do I really have the money to be spending on gas to be going to the grocery store to get fresh ingredients. So HelloFresh definitely makes it a lot more convenient for me and my family. I have a big family, as some of you might have recalled, but at the end of the day, I just love using HelloFresh for uh, not only myself, but my family as well. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, I will repeat it so you don't have to rewind. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar. I definitely need a lot of energy to get through these next couple of games for New Jersey Devils. It's winding down. Pray for me as the offseason is fast approaching. and I'm going to have to bear to see some other teams in the playoffs once again. But uh, Built Bar definitely gets me through that tough time. So have you ever tried the Puss? If you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puss are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puss are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie so good these are going to be your new favorite flavors all built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate yes plus included 100 real chocolate low calorie high protein replace your candy bars with these they are better a typical candy bar could be anywhere from two to three hundred calories go to built.com scroll down to the macros chart and you'll be blown away most built bars contain 130 calories four grams sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein they have so many delicious flavors like mint brownie coconut coconut almond white chocolate cookies and cream they are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's talk about the Big Mac or return of the Mac in this case. Mackenzie Blackwood finally in between the pipes for the Devils once again as he missed significant time after re-aggravating his heel injury. Now, here's the thing. I've already given you guys my overall opinion as to how the Devils should have handled his injury in the first place. They were overworking him. His career is kind of going in the same trajectory as Corey Schneider. I kind of saw a tweet uh, that someone uh, released saying that they believe that Mackenzie Blackwood can definitely be a top 15 goalie in this league. While I haven't lost hope in Mackenzie Blackwood, I personally don't think uh, he'll be like one of the top goalies in the league. However, I do believe that maybe he could be a dark horse for the Vesna Trophy maybe a year or two. But uh, I just believe that Mackenzie Blackwood still has a lot of uh, room to grow. And he has a lot more developing to do if he wants to be in that conversation once again. Because if you guys recall, when we originally drafted Mackenzie Blackwood, that was the overall talk saying that maybe one day he's going to take over the league. We gave him the trust by signing him to that cheap extension back in winter of 2020. So ultimately seeing Mackenzie Blackwood in between the pipes for a Devils organization, the first time that we've seen him suit up for a Devils since January 19th against the Arizona Coyotes. So the ultimate goal for the Devils at this point with Mackenzie Blackwood is just to see where he's at from a health standpoint. I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood is fully healthy, but at the same time, the Devils are kind of in a situation where they really got 
nothing to lose at this point because the offseason is fast approaching. So if Mackenzie Blackwood does re-aggravate his heel once again or gets injured once more, then you know you have a whole offseason approaching to recover Mackenzie Blackwood and just see where his overall headspace is at. This offseason is definitely going to be interesting in terms of what's going to happen next for Mackenzie Blackwood because this offseason is going to make or break Mackenzie Blackwood because if we do not give him a backup a goaltender to help him out and not overwork him so that way he doesn't get injured again, I believe Mackenzie Blackwood will be looking to the future and be looking a way out of the Devils organization. I genuinely believe that. So if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, you know, coaching is definitely a priority, but you you got to keep your starting goalie happy because once again, I have not lost hope in Mackenzie Blackwood. I felt as though we haven't really put him into the best position to win. So ultimately, we got to give him a suitable reliable backup goalie, someone who is not going to retire and someone who is not going to get hurt. So once again, I was really excited when we got Jonathan Bernier, but obviously I don't know where he's going to be at in terms of his overall recovery process. So I really hope, I hope to God that the Devils get on to just trying to find a backup goalie for Mackenzie Blackwood because this offseason going into next season is definitely going to make or break Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, when looking at this game for Blackwood and his his overall return. I don't think it's a fair assessment as to his overall production or where he's at from an injury standpoint. It's just because the Devils really didn't give Mackenzie Blackwood a good opportunity to win because when you look at most of those goals that the Devils let up, you really can't put the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood's shoulders because it was a bunch of defensive lapses for New Jersey Devils or just sloppy play overall. So the first goal of the game, you just saw the Devils just be out of position and they looked like that they were in no man's land. And ultimately that put Mackenzie Blackwood into a very uncomfortable position and the Senators were able to go back door on him, I believe. And then you look at Batherson when he was able to get the OT goal when we uh, fast forward just a little bit. He took the ankles of Ty Smith. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing, And I was just like, oh my goodness. Yes, I'm sure that's a shot attempt that Mackenzie Blackwood would like back because ultimately after Smith just went down and just looked outright foolish, it was just Batherson and Blackwood. And I'm sure Blackwood, if he could slow down time once again, would just try to uh, calm himself down. He did look a little flustered, but ultimately Batherson, he took the ankles of Ty Smith and RIP to Ty Smith's ankles right there. Or then when you look at Stutzel on the open break, Breakaway, you saw that uh, Riley Walsh was just trying to poke the puck away from him on the back check, but Stutzel was just able to outrace Walsh and score on Blackwood once again. Or the second goal of the game, I know I'm going all over the place, but I'm just giving you guys a few examples as to how you can't blame the overall goals let up on Mackenzie Blackwood. I don't think this was poor goaltending this time around, but the second goal of the game, once again, scored by Batherson just 11 seconds into period number two. The Devils just got outmuscled because they got four checked, so the Senators were able to force the Devils to cough up the puck, and ultimately they scored on Mackenzie Blackwood once again, making it a 2-0 game. So ultimately, guys, once again, you cannot put the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood's shoulders. I felt as though he did a pretty decent job, nothing spectacular, but somewhat decent in just trying to keep the Devils in the game, but just the overall sloppy play from the Devils, the defensive lapses, and just Poor uh, puck handling was really what was at fault for the Devils this time around. I'm not going to put the blame 
on Mackenzie Blackwood uh, this time around. And I, and if I'm the coaching staff, I don't think this is a fair assessment going forward, albeit, you know, there's just two games left in the regular season. But I think the overall plan is to use Mackenzie Blackwood for the rest of the year just so he gets a couple more reps, just so they have some notes to take home in their exit interviews and just see how they can develop him uh, going into the offseason, see where he's lingering behind, look at film, whatever the case might be. But ultimately, if I'm the coaching staff, I kind of acknowledge the fact that maybe this loss was not on Mackenzie Blackwood, but just the overall sloppy play from the New Jersey Devils. But once again, youngsters were able to step up. Nolan Foote able to get two goals this game. Sharon Govich was able to score. Um, so overall, I'm not really going to complain all that much. We were able to come away with a point, but I think the most embarrassing moment of the game was just Ty Smith getting his ankles taken by Batherson. That's something that I'm definitely going to talk about. And if ESPN cared anything about hockey like they do about basketball, that would be playing all over the world nonstop. So like I do with every post-game recap, I'm going to compare the final stats and give you guys my final assessment and grade the New Jersey Devils. So shots on goal differential, 41 to 34 in favor of the Devils. I'm glad that they were able to get more shots on goal compared to the Senators because once again, I thought the game was out of their reach once they went down three to one. I didn't really see the Devils amounting to a comeback and possibly winning the game, but they were able to make the comeback. Unfortunately, they weren't able to win, but you know, uh, rule number one, if you want to try to uh, beat your opponent, try to get more shots on goal. So that way you give yourself a better opportunity to remain in the game. Face-off percentage, 51% compared to the Devils, 49%. Senators led that category. Power play, Devil's penalty kill was atrocious this game. Three power play opportunities and two power play goals let up. So that's how the Senators got their first goal of the game. And ultimately, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Uh, You guys know I am very, very, very hesitant about blaming a goalie for giving up a power play goal because it's not the goalie's fault that his team is in the penalty box. So the Devils going to the sin bin, that's on them. That's not on Mackenzie Blackwood. So Devils were 0 for 2 in their power play. So surprise, surprise. Uh, Hits 32 to 24 in favor of the Senators. Blocks 17 to 8 in favor of the Senators. Giveaways, the Senators led that department 11 to 7. So if I had to rate this game for New Jersey Devils, I'm going to give them a C minus because they did make the comeback, but ultimately, you know, they kind of dug themselves a hole early on in the game and they were playing very sloppy. You cannot lie to me and say that, you know, you thought this game was entertaining because at the end of the day, guys, yes, this game was close. Yes, they went into OT. Yes, there were a few bright spots, but at the same time, I found this game just very sloppy and hard to watch on both ends because I'm just like, Five to four. If if I know anything about calling a hockey, which I do because I'm a hockey play by play announcer, I hate calling games like this. I hate calling games where it's a high scoring game because that's not hockey. That's not how the game is supposed to be played. So you guys know I'm more big on low scoring affairs because yes, there's less action. Yes, there's less uh, scoring. But at the same time, that's how hockey is supposed to be. So at the end of the day, I'm glad that the Devils were able to, you know, make a comeback, send into OT, walk away with a point. But at the end of the day, it's just like they dug themselves a hole. It was very sloppy. They didn't give Mackenzie Blackwood a fair chance. And, you know, I think the reason why I'm not giving them a D or, you know, maybe an F is just because, you know, they are shorthanded once again, because going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, he sure was out and also Subban was out. So once again, the Devils just have to play next man up and just 
hope for the best at this point. But ultimately, this game was very sloppy for a New Jersey Devil, so I give them a C-. So let me know what you guys thought about this overall showing from Devils. Were you satisfied? Were you entertained? Were you pulling your hair out? Uh, I really want to hear you guys' uh, reactions, so leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Or uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 or at Locked On Devils. And I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts about the game. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.